welcome back to It's Almost the Weekend, where it's my turn to do the topic this week. My name is Joe. <laughs> what is happening? Is this like a kids' show? Are we going to break yeah. out the play doh? Yeah, you've got, come on you've through. Got the, <laughs> you've got the I'm seven years old voice on. Uh, what's that? Have you seen that um, famous YouTuber, Miss Rachel? Have you heard of this? I do not know of a Miss Rachel, no. She has 7.94 million subscribers on YouTube. And she, <laughs> she does that, you know, like, this is the letter A. But she's not just, like, a random stranger. She's, like, done all of this, like, psychology, children's psychology, deep learning stuff. Wow. That's She's sick. very popular. Yeah, it's really cool. And then there's been a bunch of imitators who've, like, tried to do the exact same thing, but without all of that knowledge, and they've just they've had a hard time. Oh, my God. I mean, you got to, you know you gotta make that bag when you see someone else making that bag you're like i can i can do that at a surface level but then it turns out you need more than a surface level understanding to pull that That's shit right. off yeah you, not anyone not just anyone can be miss rachel that's you know? right that's right yeah. i mean i don't know who who that is apart from your description but i'm on miss rachel's side it's almost the weekend pod is on miss rachel's side is there like a <laughs> war going on is there like no, some kind no. of like <laughs> miss rachel antagonism out there Look, on youtube i'm not quite in children's youtube territory yet you know like <laughs> i'm saving saving that deep knowledge for another time uh, hell yeah <laughs> but rest assured that i will be bringing that content at some point <laughs> uh, yeah i can't wait for that day uh, how are you doing darian my other my co-host i'm good i'm very good uh i'm living a life we're all here that that big old earth keeps on spinning um <laughs> a big big shout out to T mr tim rogers we, uh, we haven't had a video from Mr. Tim Rogers in quite a while, but I just want to bring some attention to his Cyberpunk 2077 video, which we have referenced oh. on this podcast before. He goes to great length to describe the process of purchasing good ergonomic chairs, <laughs> right? Because, because he talks about... Uh, like how gamer chairs are overhyped and they're just, you know, mm. they're for the brand and all this stuff. And he said, you know, you want like a steel case chair or a Herman Miller, you know, the, yeah, the yeah. guys that have been engineering chairs for decades and they're about the body, you know, they're not about the aesthetics or whatever. Sometimes they're about a combination of both. Anyhow, uh, he goes on to talk about these two brands of chairs and he says, if you want a chair that's going to last you a lifetime and you don't want to pay $2,000 because that's how much these chairs cost. Yes, it is, yes. You wait until a tech startup goes out of business oh, and when they're liquidating, you buy their chairs for 10% of the price. Yeah. And my co-host, Joe, that is exactly what I did. Oh, I no went, way. I, f I found a startup that went out of business and... I bought two ridiculously comfortable chairs for three hundred dollars. Oh, that's and pretty good. What are they? Uh, Do you know? They are Steelcase Think chairs, uh, and it's just beautiful. I mean, you've got that lumbar support that goes up and down. You've got a tension thing so that when you lean back, you can 
you know, articulate exactly the, the kind of tension that you want. Your, uh, your armrests go all over the place. They go up, down, they go forwards, backwards, sideways. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, you just, it's just so easy to move around and get in the most comfortable position. And so shout out to Tim Rogers because yeah. not only is the man entertaining, I mean, he gives great life advice. That's solid life bathroom advice. Dear listener, the Think Chair by Steelcase real retails at full price for 2,400 Australian dollars. That's pretty impressive. I'm out here. I'm paying 150 per chair. It's, That's fucked. It's comfortable. Let's not. I might have to. Uh, we were talking about this in the office the other day. I was like, maybe we should get everyone Herman Millers. And they were like, <laughs> we would need to either hire a new person for a year or we could get everyone Herman Millers. <laughs> you have a point. Uh, so, yeah. You could be the hero of the office where you you find someone that's liquidating. It's, You'll have uh, to show me the, the, the route by which you traveled to find that information at some point uh, because, of, yeah. Of course I will. Of course I will show you the route. Speaking yeah. of showing you the route. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but I have been playing some games. Uh, a yeah. couple of hot topic games. Uh, mm. Got that roller drone. Oh, yeah. F oh, yeah. next week. Uh, next week <laughs> that, that's our that's our game club game uh, it sure is we'll be we'll be saving our opinions in which we will opine until then on that on that pretty thing but i also started playing a little indie hit called Baldur's gate 3 oh shit no way and let me tell you that's that's a good way to start a game. The intro to that game is yeah. very good. It's very it's exciting. Funny. The cutscenes are extremely well made. Uh, the cutscenes are adult. You know, this ain't oh, yeah. no Mario RPG bullshit. <laughs> this is this is mind flayer slugs in the eye right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, this is illicit content. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I was about it. I was about it. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I I played for only an hour. It's been it's been a busy time. I've been, uh, you know, Baldur's Gate three has been on the brain, but I really enjoyed that first hour. You know, I, I got my character sorted relatively quickly, yep. and uh, did that first sequence where you you know uh, meet a bunch of people, collect a character or two, and and then uh, you, you uh, crash into the ground and, and that's where I stopped things. But yeah, I just, yep. I just thought it, um, man, it just did everything so well the way it doesn't spoon feed you yeah. and it just throws you in and it's like up to you to engage with it. And totally, um, that's, that's kind of what the FromSoft games do and why I'm so attracted to them. So yeah, big, big yes from me for that, that first hour. Nice. And I got to ask, what are you playing? Like what class and, and stuff? Oh, I'm, I'm playing a half orc monk. Oh, hell yeah. Monks are awesome. Yeah. So my, my boy, uh, is very low strength, very low intelligence, but super high dexterity and wisdom yeah, because nice. when, when monks get naked, uh, they use their wisdom modifier as their, uh, like, AC bonus instead right. of armor. 
so yeah. I, i'm just like gonna be super wise and nimble but like dumb as fuck and and a, a, like relatively weak half orc yeah nice i i mean i'm not gonna direct you in any one direction but i speaking of nakey definitely <laughs> check out the the underwear situation in Baldur's gate 3 oh oh like if you go to inventory and like take off clothes and that kind of thing yeah just not all of the clothes just leave your underwear on but there's great right. there's great underwear in that game there's so many <laughs> right i was really struggling i was like is my boy stacked down there like what's going on oh right no yeah. the design of the underwear I'm yes with you. yes yes hell yeah yeah hell yeah man that's awesome i'm i'm pumped to hear about your Baldur's gate 3 journey that's really cool yeah 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 i'm really glad i started you know it was just one of those games that had been sitting there for me for a while now and uh i've just recently got access to it and yeah it's just gets to the end of the day and i'm like i could start Baldur's gate 3 or i could play hour 513 of slay the spire <laughs> Um, go for something new you know something yeah. fresh shake it up that's what we always say uh anyway uh, joe what uh, <laughs> what have you been doing what have you been playing not much as you know i've been on my no media week this week oh of course i mean mm. i feel like you should give a bit of context and yes. then i would love to hear what you did in place of uh playing new game plus plus of armored core 6 yeah. <laughs> um, so I've been reading this book called The Artist's Way, uh, which is like, I don't know, it's a relatively well-known sort of self-help, self-help-ish book. Uh, mm -hmm. It's targeted towards artists. And um, the main sort of thrust of it is it's a 12-week program and each week they give you different tasks to do, different little assignments. Right. Yeah. Um, but constantly through the 12 weeks, you're supposed to be doing three pages of stream of consciousness every morning when you wake up you write three pages and uh also on the weekends or whatever day you nominate you take yourself on a little artist date so you go Ooh. somewhere by yourself and do something for yourself oh and that I can mean, that can be anything that's excellent advice yeah i mean that's just universal yeah yes i mean it is great advice but it's sort of it's like you know you're supposed to be like treating your inner artist your little child inside of you that yearns for you know, attention, one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one attention. Mm. Um, and so the, I think it was like week five or six or something. I can't remember. Um, I had the assignment that was like no media this week. You can't, you know, you can't use chat programs though. I sort of lapsed on that one because I need it for work, which is, oh, you know, I, tried, sure. I turned off all my notifications, you know, like I still use the chat program, but I turned off all notifications. Mm. That was my compromise. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I, you're not supposed to use any social media. You're not supposed to watch any movies, TV, play any games. You can play board games and card games is the, is the other compromise. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's easy for you. Fucking yeah. Lord of Magic, <laughs> magic the Gathering yeah. over there. <laughs> Actually, I didn't, I didn't play too much Magic during the, the week. I think I only played once, but anyway. interesting. Um, and the idea with that is that you're supposed to like find what you do when you're not doing what you normally do. You know, like oh, what does your creative yeah. self do when you starve it of all of the content that you're normally consuming? You know, if you're not mm -hmm. scrolling on social media or if you're not watching a movie or 2000 movies or a TV show yeah. uh, or, or playing New Game++ Plus Plus of Armored Core, <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
and it was fucked. <laughs> it was. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, it's just you know you just sort of find that there's so much time in your day that mm. is sort of unaccounted for, or, or like actually it has been heavily accounted for by your habits of consumption. Mm. You know, you're just like constantly. You know, on the train, you'd be reading a book, you know, and you're not allowed to read either. You're not even allowed to read. What? You're not allowed to read? Nope. Oh, that's no reading. Fucked. No, that's fucked. The social media video games, I get all that shit. But reading is acoustic, bro. Like, you're, you're saying yeah. you can you can play Magic the Gathering, but you can't, but you can't read a book. Read. That's right. Yeah. Mate, that's if if I were if I were up to week five of this course, I'd be sending an email. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm supposed to not be sending emails this week, but yeah, you've but... Uh, you've sparked my ire. Yeah, so I mean, like it's it is there is like weird contradictions, you know, and you kind of just got to make your own rule a bit with it. Um, right. And I th- sort of thought that Magic the Gathering was mostly a social thing that I do very sort of sporadically, like every now and then at work or with Jamie every other night. We'll play a little bit. It's like half an hour to an hour. It's yep. pretty like, like it's not flashing images. It's like reading text on little cards. It's it's really pretty tame. Yeah. Um. And so yeah. Uh. uh what What is there really to say about it other than it was like pretty eye opening as to how much time I spend doing that stuff mm. and how much uh how how little I devote to doing like. Not not necessarily not necessarily like a bettering my craft or whatever the fuck it might be. It's just like, you know, making stuff. It could be making mm. anything. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, that was really cool. I like did a bunch of uh, letter writing. I wrote you a letter. I wrote a few other oh people my, letters. Oh my god, how exciting! Yeah, um, I mean, when you're on the train and you can't do anything but listen to music and look out the window, you kind of break out the pen and paper. So you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you know, Dylan Moran says this about alcohol, mm. uh, in a way because he he went sober for a while, right? Mm. And and he said, the the thing that you don't understand when you drink is that there is so much time in the day, like it the days just yeah. go forever because yes. because you're not operating around starting to drink in the evening and then waking up groggy the next day and yeah. uh it's it sounds like you had a similar epiphany totally um and i've just like totally gone off twitter as well like i'm so finished with that fucking website dude. yeah like, the uh, you know it's it there is uh some value to be gleaned from being on the website and being a part of our community there but Ever since the Musk takeover, it's been like pretty hard to get any information or mm. tweet any information. Like engagement yeah. is really fucked to get to get anything out. It's like really hard. Mm. I went from having like an average, you know, 12, 15 likes for a good post, quote unquote, a good post to just zero, zero engagement across the board. Mm. And yeah, I have like have that. nearly 5,000 followers, 4,000 followers, something like that. Like, it's not an insubstantial amount of followers on Twitter. No, that that's a fucked algorithm right there. Yeah. And it was like, I was tweeting things relevant to my community. It's just like, it just wasn't getting seen because I wasn't following whatever invisible rules were there. But anyway, that, that's not my main gripe with it. My main gripe with it was that there's just like a lot of outrage bait on the platform. And people mm. just like get swept up in these like discourses and discussions and it ends Ooh. up being like 
really attention grabby. Yeah, um, yeah. So can we ban the word discourse on the pod? Yes. Is that like Twitter is over, discourse is banned? Yes. I mean, I'll, I might bring something that's currently <laughs> happening in the industry or whatever, but I probably wouldn't have found it from Twitter. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah, we love that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's one that's out. Uh, TikTok, I think TikTok is less nefarious, like, from, like, a, what would you call it, like, psychological point of view. Like, it doesn't make you feel shit after having read a bunch of horrible things, things in the world. But mm. its algorithm is so pure and so like distilled to your psyche that like <laughs> you, that it just sucks the time out of your soul. You know, mm. like it's so easy to spend an hour on TikTok uh, and not mm. have done anything or learned anything. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, sometimes that is exactly what the brain needs, though. Not saying it needs that every day, but every now and again, you have a whopper of a day. You were super productive. You were super social. You did all yes. things. Sometimes you just need to do like passive rest. You yes, know, you're not yes. asleep. You don't have your eyes closed, but you're just like, you're barely there. Yes. I mean, there was, for me, I agree. I think there's, there is definitely a place for that kind of consumption. But uh, I also found that I loved, I like rekindled my joy of listening to music, just random, not even like big bands or whatever, just be like, what is this random thing that Spotify has thrown me? It's like, you know, there's, there's very little lyrics in the stuff that I was listening to. It was mostly just like ambient noises and mm-hmm. and like drum beats and stuff. And I was like, this is all I can listen. This is all I can consume right now. And it's really, really nice. <laughs> so it's like when you do like the, um, whatever it is, you go, you don't eat anything for like 48 hours to like save money for like earn money for charity or whatever. Oh, and you do fasting or whatever. Yeah. And they give you those little sugar, um, little sugar lollies oh sure just to like get you over the line yeah the 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 music was my sugar lollies Mm, nice yeah um and yeah i don't know yeah it it was it was good Uh, by the end like i didn't quite last seven days i got to the sixth day and i was like that's enough i've i think there's nothing else for me to learn (laughs) i've done i've done my time Uh, yeah It all just sort of felt it felt like more self-flagellation at that point than like actual mm. learning and so i was just like yeah this is not healthy anymore i'm done i'm done here yeah um, solid i think yeah. uh you know whether it's the intent of the book or not i think it's it's gearing you up to create good personal boundaries totally um yeah that's a good point um and yeah so after that speaking of things that i've been consuming I've watched, uh, I said a couple of weeks ago that I would report back about Pokemon Concierge. Oh, fuck. You know, I didn't forget about that. I was thinking about that today. I was, I was cleaning the house and I was like, Joe said he was going to watch Pokemon. Has he been suffering? Is he in (laughs) a state of euphoria? What, what is happening? Pokemon Concierge is very good. It what might be. The fuck? <laughs> it might be the best thing Pokemon has done in many, many years. Oh my god! Let me let me qualify this though. Pokemon Concierge is a children's show. It is right. like bright lights, pretty colors. There's no plot. Watch it in Japanese if you can. The English is kind of a bit weird. Um, right. It's originally in Japanese, of course. Mm-hmm. Um. 
So it's about this woman who has like a series of not even very bad things happen to her. You know, she gets gum on her shoe and she like, <laughs> her friends like don't go out with her on a date that they planned. And I don't know, she's late for the subway or something. You know, she just has like a bunch of small blunders, everyday blunders. And oh she decides God. she needs to go on a holiday. And so mm-hmm. she goes to this island. Uh, I can't remember the name of the island. And it's like a, it, there's a Pokemon resort on the island. And she's going there to work a, a new job. I think that was oh, one of the okay. other blunders. Like she lost her job or she quit her job or something. I can't remember. It doesn't <laughs> she matter. She steps on bubblegum, also got fired. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's not the point. I can't remember exactly you know, what it was that ended her up there. It happens in the first few moments. It's very inconsequential. It's sort of just like a, a short 2D montage that they play. Right, yeah. Uh, and then you're there, you know, you're getting, she's having her like induction. She's meeting all the people that work at the, the, the resort. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's meeting some Pokemon. She's been given an assignment her first day, which is like to enjoy the resort as a guest, which she struggles to do because she's so used to working. Mm-hmm. And so she mm-hmm. ends up like doing this big report for the, the owner of the resort and the owner of the resort sort of doesn't scold her, but says, I wasn't expecting that as my answer to the question, what did you learn yesterday? Mm. And she ends up having this epiphany where she sort of realizes that all anyone wants to do when they come here is have a good time and to Mm. have that feeling of relaxing and laughing and having a fun time. Mm. And, uh, and then she gets given her little concierge sash and that's the first episode. And there's three other episodes after that. Um, it's a delight. It's, it's really just like slice of lifey, very quiet, understated. Like there's never any stakes. It's just like nice, relaxing Pokemon content, which I'm very here for. Wow. Well, that's, that's great. I'm glad you're having a good time. You know, I wouldn't want you to push through just for this review if no. you're having a bad time, but that sounds very relaxing. It's extremely relaxing. It's like... Yeah, it, there's, um, I mean, if, if anything, I feel like the, uh, there could be like a little bit more of a plot to it. It's like every single episode is like <laughs> a new little, a new little thing for her to like overcome or learn or do, um, sure. you know, monster of the week style, I guess, but, mm-hmm. but there's no real solid through line of the whole thing, which might've been nice. Um, in other shows, you know, like spy family, there's kind of like a through line of the whole thing. There's like underlying current of like, you know, hidden identity. And that's like a big deal in that show. Um, mm. But in this, it's just like, it's just cute Pokemon. And they're all like hand animated, like stop, stop motion animated guys. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Which you don't see too much of these days and they did a great job of it. So, so yeah, Sick. Pokemon Concierge and, checked out. And do you have all those like, pokemon in the background you know i feel like in in the original pokemon series in the background shots there was always pokemon doing like child labor and shit like that Do they still have <laughs> like you know the squirtles providing water for the slide or whatever they it's not quite as on the nose as squirtles for the slide but there <laughs> are pokemon that work at the resort and there are pokemon that are guests at the resort you know they get brought yeah. there by their trainers to just have a relax uh-huh. Um, and then there is also Pokemon that are just native to the resort. They just live on the mm. island. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there are some that are like, uh, the Dragonite flies you around the island. Uh, what else is there? Um, 
I don't even know. You barely ever see Pokemon working. Oh, there's like some monkeys that like help out with yoga sometimes. It's, it's <laughs> the work that happens at the resort is just like, how does this place function? It's unclear. <laughs> no one's working. Yeah, wow. Wow. There you go. I I gotta say, I'm I'm a bit speechless. I uh, mm. I knew you would come through with the goods, but yeah, this is this is not what I expected. Yeah, I I thought I would hate it. I thought it would be like very like heavily pokemon-y but the pokemon are kind of just there it's not really like you know pikachu i choose you it's like <laughs> let's go have a relaxing animal crossing time on an island and oops pokemon are happen to be here as well which is great oh, shit yeah. yeah i mean you weren't able to watch that during the last week though right because no, if you're no. uh, right okay i watched that prior i forgot to mention it the week a week ago though no that's even better because this is like this is a hot take and you've had time for it to digest so that's yes. like that's an opinion we can trust it's a lukewarm take it's a, it's a lukewarm take it's not quite cold yeah. uh, uh you got any news <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got some chicken i got some chicken i think i need to we need to get this speaking of it's not quite cold thing we need it out of the system we can never do the speaking of joke ever again it's got to is end there here. a moratorium on the speaking of exactly yeah okay. exactly yeah you can't be evicted you can't say speaking of yeah. um all right so before we get into the the news i got some chicken bits for you but this is like uh it's almost the weekend puree entree so okay. we got our rollerdrome app next week very excited to talk about rollerdrome yep. but We've got Ep 100 coming up, Ooh. and uh, Joe and I, live on the pod, are going to do some art, and we're going to give it away. And I thought it would be cool to say that if you've emailed us in the last six months, you've gone into the draw to win some art. Oh, that's good, yeah. And uh, if you want to be in the draw to win some ass, uh, some ass, if you... <laughs> Go on. I haven't even, I haven't even gotten to my segment. I, I only have one segment this week and I can't even get there. Uh, if you want to be in the draw to win some art and you haven't sent us an email recently, just shoot us an email at it's almost the weekend pod at gmail.com. And you can say anything. You can ask how are you going you can tell us about your day you can give us a gaming question or you can tell us some really dark secret that you've been harboring and we may or may not read it out on the podcast and that's like that's some skinner box stuff right to get mm -hmm. you to goad you to to send us dark secrets because it's that 50 percent chance maybe will they do it maybe they won't uh anyway that's my that's my uh it's almost the weekend entree puree yes, do you want to nice. add anything joe yeah just briefly um along with the fact that some people have emailed us it's nowhere near the number of people who have given us a star rating on spotify <laughs> oh yeah so, i i also sorry yeah. no you go you go oh you go. no yeah some people haven't given us five stars i don't know who these people are <laughs> no no I'm, Shut I'm up. calling Shut them up. out 
No shout out. That person is a legend. I want more two-star reviews. No, we can't We can't see, like, what rating they no, gave us, but, no. but for the longest time it was just, you know, this many reviews and we yes. had five stars, but we've gone yes. down to 4.8. Yeah. And it's I'm like someone heard it. an episode and was like, mm, nah, yes. <laughs> not five stars. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, look, you're probably right. Uh, you're probably I'm right. So about it. Yeah, I'm so yeah. about it. Uh, but 15 is that number 15 people have uh rated us on uh i mean that doesn't include any of the other platforms but whatever spotify is um sitting at 15 and we probably received emails from a grand total of four or five people so you know (laughs) 10 other folks out there thought to click a star but not to tap their keyboard 14 times or whatever it is (laughs) oh my god yeah shout out shout out to the uh the low star giver I love yeah. that guy. We want to hear from you. Actually, no, you know what? I don't want to hear from you. Get out of here. You've clearly not enjoyed this podcast. You're probably not I even want, listening at this point. I want you to win. I want you to win the grand yeah, prize. Yeah. That is going to be some of the worst art you've ever seen, but you'll still get the satisfaction of winning. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hit me with your news, Darian. All right. My news. Uh, what do we got? We got some bespoke uh article headings here uh article heading number one turns out being an idiot company has consequences uh unity is laying off 1800 employees which is about 25 percent of its staff that's massive which is massive that is 25 percent oh man like for a company with you know pushing 6,000 employees, ridiculous. That's just insane. Mm. Um, actually, I think they're, they're pushing more than that. Anyway, uh, so I got, uh, oh, I don't even know if I want to read this. I got a quote from, um, you know, the, the memo that was sent to all of the Unity employees. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I'm going to read it. It's okay. just a quick, It's I, I, I'll just read one line. We are reducing the number of things we are doing in order to focus on our core business and drive our long-term success and profitability. Profitability, sorry. So imagine if you're a human being, right? And you work at Unity and you're sitting in an office and you're sitting on probably not a steel case, think chair because it's Unity. Yeah. (laughs) But you're... (laughs) But you're sitting there and you're looking around and the office is filled with humans and 25% of those humans lose their job and that's the email you get. Like, Mm. there's there's no accounting for the tone deafness of sending an email like that Mm. when you can look at other employees in the eyes and just be like, fuck, you know, you got to keep your job and I didn't and that's it it's just like ugh. it's disgusting yeah yeah Yeah, it's pretty nuts fucking unity doing it again they're they're at it again (laughs) i mean yeah i i feel like this is a direct consequence of them fucking up with their ceo trying to push that weird uh thing that we got jb on for you know it's just yeah I don't know if it is a direct, but it definitely probably has something to do with it, you know? Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, definitely that's me speculating. 
Yeah. <laughs> definitely probably. Yeah, definitely probably. <laughs> There's a non-zero percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you heard of a game called Maple Story? Yes, I have. Yes. Ooh, okay. So, uh, there is a development studio called Nexon who make oh, yeah. this game called Maple Story. It's uh, based in Korea, in South Korea. And they got fined $9 million for butchering their microtransactions. Oh, wow. Now, this is an article that I got sent direct from It's Almost the Weekend superfan Pete. Uh, oh, nice. Be- shout out, Pete. Because, shout out to Pete. We love Pete. Just because it was like... I mean, it was fucking ridiculous. So what they did, they apparently made the chance of rolling certain items zero. So oh. I, I hadn't heard of Maple Story. I don't, I don't know much about the. It's like an MMO, like a large scale MMO. Yeah. But ba- basically, uh, like any other large scale MMO, you got a bunch of like gear, you got weapons, you got armor, all that kind of stuff. And the way Maple Story works is that you would like, you know, you would play slot machines or you you would effectively gamble at a chance to win stuff. Uh, yep. Exactly like the cards work in Hearthstone. You know, you buy a pack and you hope it has a legendary. Mm-hmm. But the company set that chance to zero for specific items. So the players would just spend endless money trying to hit an item that was literally impossible for them to hit. Yeah, right. Which country was this lawsuit in? Uh, South Korea. Oh, okay. Maybe there's... Because I know in certain countries, they need to show you the percentage chance. Either not... doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be in the game. It can be on the website but you need a link mm. to the website in the game somewhere to show you the dr- the drop rate of items. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I I wouldn't know if South Korea has to adhere to it, like a mm. law like that. Yeah, that's that would be my first question. Is it's like, does South Korea have that? And that's how they found out? Like, how did they find out? <laughs> yeah. Was it in the data? Someone went data diving and found that there was a you know spreadsheet somewhere with a 0.00000% chance of dropping his item? Like, yeah, That's I'm not very interesting. I'm, I'm not sure how it came to light. This this article is kind of the result of everything being said and done. Like the fine has gone through, you know, all the court stuff is over and it's it's the largest fine that South Korea has bestowed in this arena. Ah, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, you know, like that's that's what we love to see companies being held ac- accountable and you know, 9 million is a drop in the ocean for Maple Story, like Maple Story has made something like four hundred and fifty million since its launch. It's been um, around for a long time. I remember being in uni and hearing about Maple Story. Really? No shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, well, uh, those are, those are <laughs> my two big bits of chicken. <laughs> Sorry, I just might. My brain just ran off a cliff well (laughs) driving along the highway and the engine just dropped onto the road um so yeah i got i got two little bits just to round things off sure um so i got one chicken nug uh regarding an insider report so you know a couple of these are real a couple of them are fake um but this one (laughs) seems uh pretty interesting and this insider reports that xbox is planning to develop to develop games for Nintendo and Sony. Um, Mm. So the way they phrased it was really interesting. They said, uh, 
you know, they're not planning to port existing games to, to Nintendo and Sony, but oh, the next Halo on PS5 could, like, is a realistic thing to uh, expect. Right. That's crazy. Which is really interesting. You know, uh, yeah. Microsoft, they've got that Blizz Activision purse yeah. now. They've, yeah. they've got a they've got a large selection of, of, of studios and IPs and I like this makes sense. It it, yeah. it makes sense for like a, a, a company that puts out a console that just isn't as successful as the consoles that Sony and Nintendo put out. Mm. Um, like yeah, I I think it's good business sense to release those IPs onto other platforms, but. Uh, yeah, more more of a wait and see nug, but yeah. interesting nonetheless. Very cool. Yep. My yeah, my final cool. nug. Yep, go for it. My final nug. Uh, the president of Square Enix released a public letter. Oh, I read that letter. Oh, it was very boring. No, it was super boring. He he was like. I mean, I, I, I had to read it, Joe, because we've talked about the way Square Enix is run on this podcast, the fortune teller stuff, the way they sell IPs like Tomb Raider for kittens. Yeah. Um, and so when I saw that the president released a letter, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And it wasn't. It was just really mundane, boring stuff. The president was like... AI has really come a long way in 2023 and just like you know, <laughs> that that sentence but replace AI, AI with some other shit and it's just yeah it was I was I read the whole thing it took me like seven minutes I have nothing to report it was just boring god yeah all right <laughs> speaking no I'm fucking kidding uh I got a topic for you Hell yeah, I can't wait. Uh, also, quick aside, in um, 2007, of, uh, e the EU received MapleStory, but it had wow. been out in Korea and Japan since 2003, which is that really old. That is fucking bonkers. I had no idea it was that old. Yeah, I was 13 when MapleStory first came <laughs> uh, Okay, so this is a... I'm excited for this topic. I... Uh, yep. Hell yeah. I, I, okay. So I, I was on the train, right? In my no media week. And I'm like, let's make the spiciest topic. You know, like I got, <laughs> I got hours to burn. I'm creatively ready to do a topic. And I was oh like, oh my God, writing stuff down in my notepad or on my phone or whatever. And just like, you know, what, is, what, what can we do with this? What can we do with that? And I was like, what about edu games? And I like Googled edu games. So you know what an edu game is? Right, this is like a uh, math blaster, right? Yeah, Mavis Peak. You know, all that sort of stuff. The stuff mm -hmm. you played on the old, like, Matt Apple IIs, you know, oh primary school, God. those old things. Oh, I loved Math Blaster, dude. Loved that shit as a kid. People really have fond memories of these weird little games. Uh, and I do too. <laughs> I, I remember, distinctly remember, barely getting any time on the, the class computer and always mm -hmm. watching over the shoulder jealously of... <laughs> enjoyers of you know mavis bacon um maybe speaking no it's bacon i mean it's bacon but we're gonna say bacon okay so i'm just gonna start <laughs> reading uh start reading off my notepad here uh, and the topic by the way is called animation magic amazing all right i can't wait for this i think this is the topic that's gonna win us the emmy 
<laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll add that as an addendum at the end. Okay, so this is not an animation episode. This was okay. originally a short stroll through Wikipedia looking for a topic this week. Mm-hmm. I thought edu games might have some interesting stuff. You know, those games mm-hmm. you played back in primary school, uh, one of the two enormous mechanical sounding computers uh, you would get to play on briefly. In my school, it was always a special treat, a reward to get you to use, uh, sorry, as a reward, you got to use the computer. Mm. Despite being a total ass kiss through pretty much all of school, I barely got to play slash learn on the computers. I could only watch <laughs> as other kids math, math blasted and Mavis bacon'd their way to a higher education. <laughs> yeah, great. That's that's sad. I'm I'm sorry. I know. I'm, I know. I'm sorry it, that it you were a teacher's pet and you didn't get to access the computer. That's like yeah. that's a core component to the teacher's pet benefits. I know. Um, maybe a kiss too much ass. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I was scrolling a list of edu games on Wikipedia, and one caught my eye. Uh, mm. One that I hadn't actually haven't heard of before called Chill Manor. Have you ever heard of Chill Manor? Never heard of Chill Manor. I right? think I, that's where we're heading, though. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So there was a bunch of games there, you know, and that, all of the ones that I've heard before, all the ones that we already mentioned, New Math Blast, mm-hmm. all that sort of shit. And I was like, Chill Manor, what's that? I clicked on mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. This game is not really worth looking up. It's basically Wolfenstein with lengthy slabs of text thrown in to teach you about history. The plot is that you've been trapped in this manor and the witch who trapped you in there has ripped out all the pages of some history books and you need to go back through and find all pages and mix the blunders she's caused to sort of fix history. It's really like bland, rudimentary (laughs) Doom clone or Wolfenstein clone. Um, You're shooting ghouls and ghosts in hallways. You know how we talk about getting excited for the vacuum cleaner? That sounds that sounds exciting. You place the uh, gameplay of Doom with history. I'm kind of in. Uh, I mean, yeah. Look, at, if you want to look it up and have a look at some gameplay, then you know, be my guest. Uh, <laughs> I, I was disappointed. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I digress. This game was developed by a studio called Animation Magic. Ooh. Animation Magic was a Russian-American studio founded in 1991. Their focus was to hire heaps of animators and make stuff very visually striking. Pretty cool. Oh, no shit. Uh, So Animation Magic gets to making games, but uh, what should they make first? What's hot? What can they get their greasy little gamer hands on? Mm. Um, Well, at that time, Nintendo, I don't know if you've ever heard of Nintendo, but uh, they had signed a deal with Sony uh, to begin development on a CD-ROM add-on for the SNES. Uh, so that it could play FMV and larger games in general. So Sony and Nintendo were chilling and working together trying to make this little add-on. Nice shit. However, Nintendo broke that agreement when Sony uh, and went on to deal with Philips instead. Uh, I think it was because it was taking too long to develop this add-on or it was just not feasible or something, too expensive. I I, I didn't actually find out the reason why they broke that agreement, but there you go. It's, I mean, we can we can criticize both, like Sony being slack and uh, Nintendo being fickle. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> uh, and so this caused Sony to spin off and develop their own console as a result of this breakage. Uh, it was a little console called the Sony PlayStation. Oh I'm not sure if you've ever heard God. of that one, but there you go. That's, what, that's how that came about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nintendo later saw how poorly the Sega Mega CD went down and they scrapped the idea of the add-on entirely. Anyway, wow. 
I can't believe yeah. Nintendo learned something. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of wow at Nintendo in this story, I've got to say. No shit. Anyway, as a part of uh, dissolving their agreement, um, a wild... Uh, oh, sorry, as a part of dissolving the agreement, uh, they they basically had a gift to give to Philips, um, who was involved, and uh, Nintendo gave them the license to use five of their characters. So when um, they, when Sony and uh, Nintendo were working together, I think they had like commissioned Philips to come in and like help them with the tech, right. um, and so. Uh, after, after the break of the agreement, Sony went and made the PlayStation and Philips went and did their own thing. And the thing, the thing that Philips did was called the CDI. Oh, you, is that you know what that? that Zelda game is on? Ooh, baby, we're getting there. <laughs> Here's the map. <laughs> yes, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Philips uh, ended up with the license to make, you know, a Link game, a, a Zelda game, a game with Ganon in it and a Mario game for their Philips console, the CDI, after the partnership had dissolved. Oh my god. So Philips looks across the landscape of promising video game developers of the day, and their Sauron eye lands on none other than Animation Magic. Holy shit. Are you telling me Animation Magic made Zelda CDI? <laughs> you got it. Oh my uh, god. Yep. Animation Magic then goes on to grow to a studio size of about 90, consisting of 60 animators, which is crazy. Whoa. Also crazy considering the animation in that game is really busted. They had a lot of like skill issue, apparently. Like they'd hired a bunch of animators, but a lot of them were very junior. And so they had like all this weird inconsistencies and stuff took really long. I mean, um, yeah. Look, the animation in those cutscenes, it's, I mean, I don't know what you call that, you know? Like, it's like the room. Is it? Is it yeah. genius or is it drivel? Like, I don't, I don't Used know. To say. Yes. <laughs> Only history will say. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, they also helped work on a, a game called Hotel Mario, which was their Mario part of the deal, uh, which if you haven't seen it, the, the cutscenes, it's hard to believe that 60 animators took part in that. It's extremely <laughs> um, Holy shit. I gotta see, yeah, I, I yeah. gotta see that. Holy A crap. lot of this stuff is like recognizable from like 2007, eight early YouTube. It's like YouTube right. territory. Right. Okay. Story, like you know, the, those original YouTube poops used a lot of this animation footage from these games. Right. Uh, they also developed a series of edu games called The Magic Tales, um, amongst a whole bunch of other edu games. Uh, they were then acquired by a company called Capital Media. Oh, sorry, Capital Multimedia. And uh, Animation Magic stopped developing games for the Philips CDI. Uh, they then went on to work on that game that caught my attention right after, uh, right at the start of the episode called Chill Matter. Mm -hmm. So that was like an Apple II or PC game or whatever it was at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and that was after an earlier game of theirs on the CDI saw some middling success called uh, I Am Mean, <laughs> which was like another, <laughs> you know, Doom Wolfenstein clone where you like you know, read pages and, and did some learning and but also shot a bunch of ghouls in hallways. Wow. I mean, that's that's almost the uh, the headline in itself, like a game on CDI saw middling success. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 
what's quite strange is you know how the those two Zelda games uh I wish I had written it here. I thought I had. There was two Zelda games that they were commissioned to make. One with the title of like Link something something and another one with the title of Zelda Wand of Gamelon. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they actually made two. Uh, and they were right. both basically the same thing. In one you played Link and another you played Zelda. Right. I'm pretty sure Wand of Gamelon is the one with like all the quotes that we say all the time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I won yeah yes it's time for dinner <laughs> yeah oh classic uh there's it was called link the faces of evil oh boy yeah so yeah anyway um so after they were done with the cdi they made chill manor and it was like whatever you know pretty pretty okay uh and then somehow they were contracted again this time by none other than blizzard entertainment Holy fuck, what okay. game are you going to say they made? Are we going to know this? Before I tell you the game, um, <laughs> this is crazy. You know, like back in the day, I feel like you could just spin up a company and just like make <laughs> make millions of dollars. Like <laughs> the 90s were a crazy time. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to make a video game animation, yeah, animation magic. That's what we'll call it. And then <laughs> go on to like make two Zelda games and a Mario game and work with Blizzard. You know, it's like, the fuck? It, yeah, it is. It is very strange. I, I do wonder though, like I'm imagining this is largely based in America because it's Philips. And so, like, when you hire 60 animators, are you hiring 60 animators on, like, $5,000 a year? You know, like, what yeah. is the average salary for the for the average employee at this company? So, this was not a part of my initial research, but I actually, after finishing my research, found that this had already had, like, a couple of YouTube videos made about it. And in oh, one of right. those videos, which I watched this afternoon before starting the pod, uh, yeah. I learned that the founder is American, but he met someone in Russia, and that's why it's an American-Russian studio, right. and the animators were primarily Russian. Oh, fuck, you know they're not getting paid well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I have no idea what they were getting paid, but yeah, from the looks of things, it was pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, and, but it, that said, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but the reviews for those two Zelda games that came out actually weren't that bad back in the day. Like we sort of really? think of them as like the worst Zelda games or the worst games on a, a ruined console. But when it came out, <laughs> the sort of review landscape for those games was like, yeah, it's not the best game ever, but the background art's really pretty and it's got some interesting story. <laughs> you know, like it was just oh very God. like, you know, run of the mill. Here's like a, a new game for you to play. Oh, um, where has that optimism gone? Right, which maybe speaks more to the current landscape of games than it does back then. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the game that Blizzard had contracted them to make uh, was uh, an adventure game called Warcraft Adventures Lord of the Clans. <laughs> um, and if you've Man. never heard of this game before, it's because it never came out. Oh, no shit. Yes, uh, they basically just ran out of steam uh, and probably money, and then they were acquired by a company called Davidson and Associates, which at the time owned Blizzard. So wow! They got contracted, basically couldn't fulfill the contract, and then just got soaked up by Blizz. Wow! Yeah. Uh, then they ended up being purchased in the early two thousands. This is like two thousand one at this point by uh, a company called Vivendi, which is a French 
uh, mass media holding company. And um, they also own Gameloft and Dailymotion video hosting. They're like a really big company. Okay. Uh, and, um, and then they were dissolved. So they bought them and then just like, you know, dissolved the company. Oh my God, that's the EA special. Yes, yes. Uh, I, apparently it was because of some like, you know, not so great uh, financial things that were happening in the industry around the early 2000s. Not exactly mm. sure on the details of that one. Um, the founder of Animation Magic, Dale DeSharon, moved to Kiev after this sort of dissolving and, you know, failure with Blizzard, where he started a new company called Boston Animation and continued to tr uh, contribute to video games until he died in 2007. Um, wow. And so, yeah, that's that's the end of my story about Animation Magic. I sort of just went down a wiki hole with this one. I thought it was like a... You know, uh, initially I was like, here's an edu game, but wait, <laughs> you know, like this is all like Nintendo got it, Sony got involved, the PlayStation was made. And then all in the middle of that, there was like a couple of Zelda games. Oh uh, my God. You know, it's Wild. just like this really crazy thing that happened to this one dude who thought he was just going to make a little, you know, games animation company back in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe the twists and turns. I was not expecting to go the cdi zelda route <laughs> yeah yeah uh and then you know these days or like you know shortly after he died in like 2008 ish 2007 8 the youtube poop started popping up for zelda the faces of evil or link the faces oh, of evil and zelda of the ones of gamelon so you know the, the media lives on wow and just, oh, don't you hate it when artists like don't don't get to see their fame before they die it's yeah. just it's heartbreaking. He could have been looking at YouTube poops and being like, this video has 99 million views. Yeah. I mean, I should look it up. Uh, I'll look it up later maybe and see how many views the, uh, <laughs> the face, the, the wand of gamble on YouTube poop has. It's uh, I'm sure it's God a damn. pretty high number. <laughs> Place your bets. Place send, your bets. send us an email and yeah. <laughs> Enter Go in the, the art competition. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my topic for this week. Animation Magic, weird little company that did a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, and some of it was okay and some of it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Truly, truly wise words. Yeah. Um, oh, man. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that i know how the cdi zelda happened now because you mm. know i didn't know know anything about it i just assumed nintendo did it right because like nintendo makes all the zeldas but that's just such a crazy story that nintendo you know had that history with sony and then Philips, and then broke everything off and the like pity fuck was yeah. Philips getting to make games with nintendo ips like that's bananas there's this like in the youtube video that i watched this afternoon there's like this promotional image showing like mario and zelda and like bowser and shit stepping out of a limousine and the text is like we're loaning our beloved characters for these this new console you know like it was like a nintendo publication saying like get ready for these new games um, <laughs> which is really cute <laughs> and like they would never do that you know these days it's like oh no yeah there's no, no of way it's not i mean I maybe like I... like i was a rabbits mario he, he pops up every now and then 
Um, That's true. Have you ever played those those rabbits games with no, Mario? I I've heard they're really they're, some of them are quite good though. Yeah, I've heard that too. I'm I'm interested because I like I like tactics and and you know tactics is about the gameplay. It doesn't really matter. Uh, oh, maybe this is a Daz thing again, where I'm just like, yeah. it's about the gameplay, man, not the yeah. characters, the environments. They don't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. It could be. um yeah uh the new one was supposed to be good i don't know about the old one yeah yeah i've heard that too yeah um so yeah that's all i got for you shall we have a slightly quick i thought this one was going to run over time but we're slightly under that's that's good i love a quick ep i'm actually i have not planned this we're we're recording this at a kind of new time and uh i'm in a pitch black room right now oh. <laughs> like the i forgot to turn the lamps on before i got dark and uh, the, the lamps are too far away for me to reach and it's very hot um so i left the window open the listeners are probably going to have enjoyed the sounds of planes yeah. uh the sounds of buses there'll be there'll be lots of uh engine based sounds uh, yes. <laughs> that they will have enjoyed by this point I didn't listen to the end of the last epi, but was the frog there? Did you hear from him? I I didn't listen to the end of the last epi. If you heard a frog, why don't you email us? No, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> why don't you email us? Is the new uh, speaking of? <laughs> oh god! Oh, everything is a cycle. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll leave it there. We hope you have a lovely weekend, and we'll see you next time. It's the weekend almost. Oh god! Oh, I was so, so close. close. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.